Yes, yes, yes. You have tuned in to Renewed My Revolution podcast with your host, Michelle Cook Hall. Today's podcast is brought to you by Faith versus Fear, Breaking Family Ties, which can be found and available on Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com. This podcast is designed with you in mind to remind you that you can always click that reset button and start all over again. It's never too late to be great. So now I want you to sit back. I want you to relax. I want you to clear your mind, take in that deep breath, prepare yourself for change as we listen in on Renewed Mind Revolution Podcast with your host, Michelle Cook-Hall. Let's go. Breaking Family Ties. It's being called a groundbreaking revelation for our youth today. A weapon against unhealthy generational behavior and soul ties. Essential to our society's current dilemma. Let's take back our family, our home, our city. Let's change our minds. Breaking Family Ties. The answer to why we do what we do. Pick up your copy today available at Amazon, Kindle, Barnes & Noble, and New. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Renewed Mind Revolution Podcast with your host, Michelle Cacall. As always, it is my honor and my pleasure to be able to come and share some tips and some tools with you that I know will assist you in becoming a better you. Look, it has been a little while since we have chatted, but I would not leave this year without concluding this year without making sure that you and I do not take over in 2024 what we need to leave in 2023. I like how that sounds. <laughs> but I want to make sure that you and I are not taking things over to the next year that we do not need to take over to the next year. I want to make sure that we are leaving behind what is necessary that we are tying up the loose ends, that we are making uh, progress, making healthy moves that is in the best interest for ourselves and those that are around us. So this is just a quick check-in to make sure that those things are in place. Remember, when I am helping you, I am helping myself. It's been a minute, and I missed you tremendously. I missed you tremendously. But I'm so glad that I'm able to come on today and share with you before we conclude the year 2023. It just, you know, I think every year I get very sentimental. Every end of the year, I get extremely sentimental about the next year because it's just, it's just so strange to say 2024. <laughs> it was strange to say 2023. Um, and so just knowing that we're about to embark on a new journey. And what's really interesting to me is the older I get, 
it seems like the year goes really fast. <laughs> it really does. It just seems like, especially once I think you get past um, maybe July, or August, it just seems like everything just really goes really fast. And, you know, once you get towards October, Halloween, Thanksgiving, you're, you're done. Christmas, you're done. So I feel like, you know, I'm at that age where I'm uh, really noticing, you know, how time flies and how important it is for us to make sure that we are making good decisions. And so that's why we're here today. We're here to make sure that we're tying up our loose ends, making sure that we're doing it what's best for us. <clears throat> it's hard. It's hard to be intentional, you know, about making certain moves. Okay. It's just, it just is. It is just, it's just the reality of the fact is that sometimes it is very easy to just do things that are not productive for us. They're not healthy for us. But when we have to be intentional about making, you know, good moves, positive moves, um, healthy steps, um, it just seems more of a challenge, you know, learning, let me tell you, let me be transparent, transparent with you. Cause you know, that's what we do here. Learning, uh, to like not say something, uh, it's, it's a weakness sometimes for me. You know, when I'm, when I, when I feel like there is something wrong, I like to always express that. I like to, you know, draw the attention to, Hey, this is wrong. This is this shouldn't be happening. This is, you know, a bad thing. I need you to pay attention to this. And that's not necessarily something that I have to do. You know, I don't have to just keep trying to get someone or people to hear, you know, what my perspective is, that something is wrong, something is wrong. Especially if a person is doing, I just like, you know, hey, this is wrong, this is wrong. But it's not necessarily that I do that. So that's something that, you know, I'm learning and would like to continue to learn, um, you know, as we, as I approach 2024. So what are some things that, you know, you find yourself struggling with? Cause as I stated for me, it's just learn just to be quiet. You know, sometimes there, I am a quiet person. I'm very quiet, but there are times when, you know, how you just want to say, you see something off, see something wrong. Somebody's done you wrong. Let me say that. But someone has done you wrong. Um, you know, I'm very vocal. You hurt me. I don't like that. That's wrong. You know? And so sometimes it's best to be quiet. You don't always have to express it, especially if the person is not, uh, going to appreciate you being vocal. They're not going to understand it. They don't necessarily care, you know, so you're just really wasting your breath and your energy. So those are the moments that I need to work on to realize that there are people in this life and this, you know, that's walking this earth that can hurt you, hurt me. And me trying to express how I feel about that hurt is null and void. It's, it's unnecessary because it exhausts me because I'm spending energy trying to share with someone who's just never going to get it, who's never going to appreciate it. So as you enter 2024, Maybe you could think about some things that you find yourself struggling with, you know, some unhealthy habits that you know you do not want to take into 2024, um, that you don't even want to leave and end the year with. Because I'm, I'm, I'm desperately not willing to end the year with um, that type of 
thinking, that type of attitude and response. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. And so because I know and watched what that does to me physically, mentally, and emotionally, now I'm aware and I'm more attentive to anybody that draws that. I saw a video recently about an individual who said, um, I know who it is, but I want to say their name, but an individual who said to be careful around people who like that drains your energy that sucks the energy out of you you want to be around people and surround yourself around people who give you energy who promotes energy but if you're around people who literally drain your energy then you don't want to be around those type of people and so that's exactly what it feels like when and this is not with everybody certain people you can sit down and say hey this bothered me and i've done it and it was productive you know, and, and sometimes it was misunderstanding. Sometimes, you know, they didn't see it that way, but we talk about it. It can be resolved. But there are just some people that no matter how much you're affected by what they have done or said or, you know, whatever, their behavior or whatever, they literally will not care. <laughs> They're just not going to care. They're going to put up the wall they will victimize themselves they will do a lot of things that will literally bring out the frustration in you and the and the aggravation in you and so these people are draining they're just draining they will drain the life out of you so you know I learned from experiences that instead of me trying to you know get my point across reiterate something you know, it's important for me to just walk away, let that go. I've done that recently um, in 2023. I had to. I thought it was really important um, as I worked very hard uh, last year, well, this year, on boundaries, right? Creating these healthy boundaries um, because I was always, I'll do it, I'll go, you know. So I'm creating this these boundaries. And um, one of my steps that I really wanted to take was tying up, you know, like this loose end, right? And expressing, you know, to someone, hey, this bothered me, this hurt me. You know, I don't know if that was your intentions, but this is how I felt. I just want to, you know, resolve this so that we can move forward in a more healthy way. And I'm literally watching them first avoid me bringing it up. First thing I saw was that, you know, I'm, I said, I need to talk to you, blah, blah, but I'm watching them avoid that, right? Talk about any, as if they didn't hear me and they kept doing it, you know, just talking over me and, and moving around as if I had not said my intentions to come today was to have a conversation and they was bringing up other things they wanted me to do and you know, things they wanted me to handle for them. And, you know, just like it was just work as usual. And um, so I said to, you know, someone who was with me, I know they heard me, right? And they go, yeah, they heard you. And I'm like, so they're literally like, uh, and, and I know they can hear me. I'm like, so they're just like avoiding me as if I didn't say this. Like, mm-hmm. So this is a waste of my time is what I say. And they go, yes, it is. And that was like an epiphany for me. For that particular person, for sure. That was epiphany for me. That was a moment that I realized 
it was not necessary for me to have any closure, any understanding or anything with this particular person. Like it is what it is. And, and for my own peace of mind and sanity and for my own health, I got up from that situation with no love lost. They have no idea anything that I was going to say. It's a wrap. It was done. I was fine. I never treated them different after that. I didn't hold no odds. I wasn't mad. I wasn't stressed. I was, I actually felt fine. It was like, great. Now, I realized that just wasn't going to work. So after that, I, I realized even more how important it is to, you know, know who you're dealing with. Like everybody, you won't be able to sit down and just, you know, have a conversation about what they've done or what you've done or like break it all down. This is how you made me feel. This is what's going on. This is why we're the in the place that we are. You know, let's come together. Let's resolve it. Everybody's just not going to be ready for that. And that's something I learned that day. No matter what's going on, no matter how old they are, how young they are, it doesn't matter. No matter what their, you know, their creed, their sex, their religion, their, you know, their uh, race, it really does not matter. Some people just are not ready ever, you know, to receive that type of conversation, to accept the responsibility of that type of conversation. And so I realized then, know my audience, know who I'm dealing with. And if a person cannot handle that, then just move on. Like, don't try to force something, <clears throat> excuse me, that is not there. Don't try to force something that is not there. And so, you know, I realized I'm not going to push. I'm not going to, um, you know, pull something out of nothing. So that's what I learned in 2023 that I'm definitely leaving in 2023. This whole everybody needs to hear. Because I, I think people say that a lot. Well, I'm going to tell them. They need to know what they did to me. They need to know how I feel. They need to know what, you know. And certain people you just cannot do that with. And it's okay. And I think that when you realize that you can't, when you really, really, really realize that, you get more closure in, in that, knowing that. You know, when you, I never thought that I would be okay with that response. I thought that opening up, sharing, communicating was the best route because that's I'm a communicator. I love to communicate. I love to get things resolved. I like to talk things out. That's just who I am. Always been that way. So I thought that that would be the best, right? But once I realized that they were not uh willing to do that, they were not comfortable doing that. They was not going to do that. They would rather walk around me in circles. Uh, being agitated than to deal with that heads on, I walked away feeling really good. And like I said, they have no idea what I was going to say. Never heard anything else about it. Um, and nothing was changed in the dynamic of our communication with one another. You know, I never led on, you know, that it was an issue. Because once that was over, I literally felt fine. I literally felt fine. So what is it again that you may need to leave alone in 2023? What is it that you need to, you know, tie up 
let go and move on. You know, what is it? Because that's something that I think we all need to focus in on. Because life for me is full of self-evaluation. You need to evaluate, you know, to so that you can become uh, the best version of yourself, right? So if you're just in denial about, you know, what you're doing, and how you're affecting other people on a regular basis. That's not the, the best version of yourself. But if you are, you know, intentionally, you know, being aware of how your behavior, you know, affects those around you, then that's progress. That's becoming the best version of yourself. So what is it that you feel that you need to address? Let's, you know, let's talk about that. Let's think about that. Um... Also, we want to do that, like I stated, before the end of the year. We don't need to wait till 2024 for change. I don't understand why we say that, but reflecting on it, of course, by the end of the year makes sense. But waiting to, oh, I'm going to do this when it's, you know, uh, January 1st, midnight, 2024. No, you can start now. You can start now to begin to make the changes for yourself to be able to be in full effect for 2024. So by the time January 1st, 2024 is in route, you're you're heading. You're you're you're, you're getting things done. Um this year also what I did was start taking care of you know my credit. That was very I know we don't talk about that a lot on the show, but you know when you take care of your business um it 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 it, ex- it it really does assist you in becoming the best version of yourself. So taking care of my finances, taking care of my I'm I am a keen person on you know your finances, your credit, and things being the way that they should be in order for you to be self sufficient, financially able to take care of yourself and those that you care about. So I worked very hard. Um, this year, especially towards the end of the year, because I don't want to take a bunch of debt to 2024. So I worked on that, my credit. And, um, you need to check on that. Check on your credit. If you don't know how to go check on your credit, I'm not, you know, giving any type of commercial to any, you know, credit bureaus or anything, but Credit Karma is free and it does monitor your two uh, credit trade lines, which is uh, TransUnion and Equifax. And then you can go into Experian and you can sign up for theirs. And you also can do it for free. I've been doing it for ever. I've been doing it forever. Um, but when I know when I first bought my first home is when I really kind of keen in on, you know, just monitoring it all the time, especially um, it's important we're just talking tips this today. It's important to monitor your credit because of fraud. People are out here using, you know, your your credit, using your information. You could get in trouble based upon somebody using your information and using your credit. And so it's very important for you to, you know, check your credit on a regular basis. Just check it. You don't have to pay anybody to check your credit. So you can actually look and it'll tell you, what names credit have been established in. So for me, I have credit, you know, prior to being married. So you would see Michelle Cook 
Um, then you also see Michelle Hall, Michelle D. Cookhall. So, you know, you might have names that's not yours. That's up there. And you can dispute that and say, hey, that's not my name. I've never used that. You Check your addresses. Make sure that no one's, you know, have addresses up there that you've never lived at. Because a lot of times when you go into establishments and you're trying to get credit, they have security questions. They're getting those security questions from your credits, uh, from the credit bureau. And so they might say, have you ever lived at this place? And you answer no, because you never have. But if it's on your credit report, that means you've answered that question wrong. So you need to go and make sure that your credit, you know, is correct with your personal information so that you make sure nobody's, you know, opened up anything fraudulent in your name. Um, you want to make sure that everything that's on there is something that you're familiar with. You want to make sure that people are not opening up trade, you know, credit lines um, with your information. So that's something that you should check on by the end of the year. So that's, you know, one of the basic things that you can do before you start 2024. It's something that I have done uh, starting, like I stated, about the end of this year. I had started working to make sure that all my stuff was correct and checking it and verifying it and um, just making sure it's cleaned up. Because I'm not starting the year off with, you know, some something there that's not supposed to be there. Some type of fraudulent information. You want to catch that really early so that you can deal with it. Um, what else can we do to prepare for... Um, the next, <clears throat> excuse me. So another thing we we're doing that we can do preparing for the next is um, make sure that we are taking care of our. Uh, we always talk about talk of taking care of our emotional and mental health, and so we already talked about you know boundaries. We talked about you know well we didn't talk about in length boundaries, but. You know, understanding boundaries. If you don't know much about boundaries, then you can always talk to a health a professional, a therapist, or research it on your own. But boundaries, like for a person who, for me, um, always saying yes, 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 yes. You know, I was a yes person. Just making myself available all the time. Even though I didn't want to do it, even though I probably was tired, I was over, you know, stretched, just had so many other things to do. I didn't want to say no. I just want to, you know, make people happy, right? If I can help, sure, I'll help. Even though it's, it's going all out of my way, I'm going to help anyway, right? But in doing that, I'm not being realistic. So I had to learn to create boundaries. No, I can't come. No, I can't do that. You know, and, it, and, it, and when I did that, I felt a lot of guilt at first because I was so used to being available to everybody. Um, that needed me and wanted me. And, um, and I felt so guilty about saying no, saying I can't, I can do this, but I can't do that part. You know, I can do this part, but that's it. And, um, and so I, I dealt with that. I dealt with that saying, uh, you know, even in, uh, friendships or relationships, learning to say, Hey, this is something that is not okay. And I don't accept that, you know, and then, Following up with consequences, right? Because a lot of times we tell people how we want to be treated by the way we respond, right? So if I allow you to keep doing this to me over and over and over and over again, then I'm teaching you how to treat me, right? So I can't get mad if you take advantage of me because I've literally taught you how to take advantage of me because I kept folding, I kept 
just allowing things to happen. So what we do is we say, no, this is not acceptable. And this is the consequence if you continue to do that, right? So that can be hard sometimes when you, a person like me, who is just like, well, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to fuss. I don't want to argue. I don't want to, I just, you know, let me just go ahead and take care of it real quick. You know, that was me. So now I've learned to say no. I've learned to say that's too much. I've learned to say, um, I can't make it, um, you know, and I don't have to give excuse. I just can't make it and, and move on. So that was very, very hard for me to do that. But I've improved a hundred percent on, you know, creating boundaries. And it's not just about creating the boundaries. It's about sticking to your boundaries. So whatever you said, like I stated, you have to attach consequences because people are going to, especially when you never really had boundaries, they're going to cross, they're going to run, they're going to jump all over your little boundary line. And so you have to tell them, wait, wait, wait a minute now. This is here for a reason. Respect it. <laughs> Respect this line or this is going to, you know, consequences to your actions. And so um, that's definitely something that you can look into to making sure that you start to create for yourself. If you're a person like me, you know, where you just, yes, 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 available, available, um, and, and not giving your own stuff a time, time to heal, to rest, to be, you know, restored, not to be overextended, you know, and all that. Because when we are overextended and when we are, um, you know, stressed, our bodies, you know, will respond accordingly our mental health will res respond accordingly to that stress and, and to that strain. So it's very important that we do not allow ourselves to be in those type of situations or environments. Okay. So that's something else we talked about. Knock that off our list. Boundaries. We're going to deal with boundaries as we come through 2024. Now I cannot talk about the end of the year. Um, without talking about a very touchy subject that I talk about every year, um, because people deal with it a lot because when we, when the end of the year, we have so many holidays and what, what do we do on holidays? We get together with those that we love and we care about. And so during the end of the year, one of the, one of the major crises that we see is, you know, grief. People suffer from grief. Their, their loved ones are gone and, you know, the family functions are just not the same. The family gatherings are not the same. And you're sitting here on social media and watching everybody take a thousand pictures of their big old family gatherings and yours have been, you know, changed forever, right? And so how do we get through the grief for the holidays? Right? We talk about this every year. How do we get through the grief for the holidays? So let me just sum up this um, podcast today, ending on that note, because I do all of you know my story. If you don't, you can go back and check out, you know, several of my podcasts in which I talk about the fact that I've lost so many family members and I lost my father before I was the age of, I think I lost him when I was 22. I just had my baby. Um, I just got married, had a baby, and my father died. It was really rough. We were extremely close. I lost my sister, who was my best friend. 
and she died before she made 50. And also my young, my brother, he was not younger than me, but he was a younger brother and he died also before the age of 50. And my father died in his fifties. Um, of course I lost, I've lost, um, uh, all of my grandparents. So, um, and some, and some aunts. So I've dealt with a lot of grief. And so, you know, and my family, we all get together. We had that at my mom's house for Christmas. We used to sit around with our kids and we used to open up our gifts the day before Christmas. I think that's when we really did it. We play games and talk and laugh and share and kind of like reconnect, right? And so when we start losing family members, especially when my sister uh, died, because she was a pinnacle part of that gatherings, it changed everything. It just really did. And it just didn't feel the same, right? And so you you start to feel like how do you move on? After this, how do you move on after this? How am I supposed to function when a vital part of my life is gone? How do I face the world when a vital part of my life is gone, right? And so you go through all of this. And then the holidays come around. It just makes it like a thousand times worse, right? Because I got to stay there. Everybody else is happy. They're gathering together. And then you're missing this major part. So how do you do it? How do you function? Well, what I've learned to do over the years is, number one, I've always thought and reflect on the moments that I've had with my family and how awesome it was and the fact that I was loved and that they were loved and that we were able to share so many moments, so many times, so many days, so many evenings, so many holidays together. And that always brings joy to my heart, always, because we had such a a fabulous and fun time. I always reflect always reflect on that on those wonderful times and then what I did was especially for uh Thanksgiving I recreated my own so every Thanksgiving for probably the last 12 years or so I host my own Thanksgiving at my own home and it's great it's great it's a good way to create a new norm a new tradition and I think that's important. A new norm, a new tradition that's full of love, full of uh, memories, new new memories that you can create. And so, um, you know, that's something that I've done that has helped me tremendously. It's reflection and creating new norms and new traditions during the holidays. So if you don't have anybody say that, you know, you're one of those families that everybody goes to grandma's house. And grandma's no longer here. And you're thinking, how are we going to do, you know, the holidays when grandma's no longer here? Well, begin to come together as a family and create a new tradition. You know, another, one of the movies that I kind of think about with this is um, uh, Another Christmas. Another Christmas uh, with Danny Glover and his wife passed and all the family come over. And they're trying to find her recipe for sweet potato pie. The whole movie, he's trying to do that. He's trying to create this recipe that she is so famous for, right? But you see the family is all dealing with, you know, this passing in their own way. Trying to keep the tradition alive that she has. Keep that tradition going 
that that they've had while she was alive. And um, it's that first they find it very difficult and very challenging, but eventually they find their way. So it's about creating new traditions and new norms. It does not take away what you've had with those that you love and that you care about. It just really is like that tradition, um, the sequel, right? The sequel. And it's like the continuation. For example, my kids are now adults, you know, and young adults, but they're adults. And so my goal is to keep traditions going so that when, you know, when I leave this earth, my kids too would continue on the tradition with their grandkids and kids, right? And so that's what's important. It's this legacy of just continuing on with these traditions, these legacies. And that's what you could take away from grief during the holidays. Just recreating, trying your best to make the best out of the holidays, the situation, remembering the love, remembering the laughter, remember the joy, remember opening those gifts with one another, remember the jokes that you had and the food that you shared, you know, create new dishes, create new recipes, new, uh, you know, things that you can try, new games that you can explore to just keep it going and keep it fun, keep it festive and keep your mind off of you know, what you've lost and focus on what you have. So I'm so glad that, you know, I was able to come. This was a little different for us, but I think it was necessary to share, to talk as we face the end of the year, getting ready for 2024. It has been my honor. Remember that I love you, but most importantly, God loves you more. You have been listening to Renew My Revolution podcast with Michelle Kukal. Listen, I will see you guys next year. Bye-bye.